Triple Cross Podcast on playback live. If you are watching this on playback right now, you guys know the drill. We're going to give away uh, NBA gear in the form of uh, gift cards to our partner, Daps Sports. If you're watching this afterwards on YouTube or listening on an audio platform such as Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any other audio podcast platform, uh, you can still win stuff. The way that you win stuff is you go to our YouTube. Uh, you can search for Triple Cross Football or Triple Cross Basketball, um, and you comment on our videos. So you're, there's clips there from the show. You've probably already heard the stuff that's in the clips. You go there, comment on it. If you make us laugh or if you have a good take, if you have an insightful take, if you have something to say, about the world, then uh, then you could win something. So I'm gonna I'm actually gonna pick someone today, Casey, who won something. Uh, I'm John. I'm here with Casey, the Niners fan man himself. Casey, how you doing, buddy? Doing all right. Uh, can't complain too much, John. Excited to talk a little NFL action. Action. Okay. Well, cool. I uh, to to kick things off, uh, we are gonna start with NBA. We're we're going to NBA today. Um, or no, we're talking NFL. Sorry. We're starting NFL today. <laughs> Woo. I am having a rough one. Okay. I want to talk about the Patriots because the Patriots are a like unimaginably bad team right now. Uh, is there a world that we live in where the Patriots are the worst team in the NFL? Uh, so I want to play a little game called it, it could happen. We're going to talk about whether the Patriots are the worst team in the NFL. We're going to talk about whether the Bills and Bengals might not make the playoffs. We're going to talk about uh, whether there might be actually three teams from one division in the playoffs, four teams, sorry, from one division in the playoffs. CJ Stroud, kids are lighting, lighting it up. Should he be the MVP? Uh, are the Raiders going to make the playoffs? And are the Cowboys going to miss the playoffs? We're going to answer it all. Those are all the questions weighing on every, there's no more NFL questions. Nobody cares about anything else other than those things things. Nobody cares about the Niners. Nobody cares about the Eagles. It's just only those things. Uh, but let's, let's kick it off with the Patriots right now. Casey, the Patriots are two and eight. There's two other teams that are also two and eight. That's the Cardinals and the giants and the Panthers are one and eight. Do we live in the world where the Patriots finish the NFL season dead freaking last? They're the last team in the NFL, worst team in the NFL. It could happen. It could happen for sure. Uh, I don't, anticipate it happening they're in the that mix the bottom four teams for sure um i th think that i have the giants pegged as probably the worst team pound for pound in yeah. the league right now uh th there's some other teams too i mean the, the cardinals have like an identity crisis going on but I, I don't think they they quite belong down here in the in the lowest of the low section uh just given that kyler's back now there should be something going on around there uh, is he the answer for that franchise going forward? I don't know, but uh, that's an example of like a team I don't think really belongs in there. Yeah. Uh, I think the Patriots are more like the Cardinals than the Giants personally, and then I think I think the Panthers and the Giants are probably the two teams most seriously in the race of being the the worst team with the worst record come season's end. But I mean, hey, anything could happen. Anything could happen. We got Bill Belichick doing like a weird, this release last week got Bill Bel Belichick doing a little walk of shame here, doing like one of the most human things mm. ever. And like trying to quietly close the door, like, Oh, got to get out of here without waking her up. Uh, you know, just going outside to have a little ciggy or something after a, uh, after something, after something, we don't know what, but after something caught on the ring cam, um, I, I don't know, man. Definitely looks like Bill for sure. It definitely looks like Bill, but it is pretty grainy. Do you buy it or do we, did we catch Bill 
doing like a human thing and you know having a having 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 the having the relations. This is from the Pat McAfee pod. Uh, they they broke it, I think, actually. Um, or Pat McAfee show. They broke it, I think. Uh, Bill has been this like football nerd for for like years. For 50 years now, he's been doing uh, football 28 hours a day, 18 days a week, uh, 722 days a year. And maybe he's like, you know what? I'm just going to live my life now. And uh, and there's there's word that he actually, this might be the, the end for Bill Belichick. I get you. The Patriots maybe aren't as bad as the Giants. Maybe they're not dead last. Maybe they're not as bad as the Panthers. I got the Panthers for dead last personally, but is Bill is Bill gone? Is are we done with Bill? Is is the best coach of all time going to get fired after this season? Maybe, yeah, maybe, and maybe he doesn't make it to the end of the season. Um, I don't know why you would necessarily wait if you were kind of leaning that direction. You might want to give somebody a test drive before you make the commitment to them. It's been a long time since the Patriots have had to make a decision on hiring a head coach, so why not get a little test drive in on somebody? You can't plan on just making the right move over the offseason. Um, I'm not advocating for that, but um, yeah, I, I think I think in one part of the question that you kind of asked, like, might he be done too? I think that's the only thing that I don't see is like a real possible scenario. What else he does, does Bill fired, Belichick do with his life? Yeah, like, he goes he knows somewhere nothing, else next season. He knows no, no other way, right? I don't like, even really see him as a candidate for like taking a year off. No. He'll think of like the first year at a new place is taking the year off because there's not going to be... You know, he's probably going to want to get his fingerprints on a, I think, on a franchise. I think he can go just about anywhere he wants, probably. Uh, he's chasing a coaching record, right? He's chasing the all-time win, all win, wins record. Is that So he's not going to be done until he at least does that. But even furthermore, he's going to die coaching football. Like, he, you know, like what else does he do with his life? Apparently, uh, apparently sneaks out of, out, of, out of apartments after, you know, something. Who knows? Something. A little... little uh, little party time in Germany, I guess. But uh, yeah, I don't, I think he's, uh, I don't think he does anything else with his life. He's got to coach somewhere. And I mean, we could talk about targets. Where do you think he goes? Personally, my, my take on this is wherever he wants. He calls up any team in the NFL and says, short of like maybe the Chiefs and like the Eagles and the Niners and says, uh, you know, he could call up Denver and be like, yeah, I know you just hired that Sean Payton guy. I'm on my way. Get him out. And they'd probably be like, all right. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't necessarily agree with that one. I think that his his options would be more limited than that. I definitely don't think he could supplant Sean Payton. I, I don't you know, I think the teams you listed for sure count. And I think there's probably 10 more or so. Uh, he's not in as high demand as he once was. Did check on it. He's 47 wins away from the all time record. For head coaches in the NFL behind Don Shula. At the, at the current rate, that would take like 20 years with the Patriots. So uh, hopefully right. he can go somewhere where they have like a little better team, you know? I think the most likely place is he'd go somewhere. He's not going to, it's the same thing as Sean Payton. He's probably not going to go somewhere and just inherit somebody else's projects. He wants to go somewhere and bring his culture, bring his, his philosophies, his schemes. You know, he's been known for finding value out of players that kind of couldn't fit in other schemes. So he's probably not just going to take somebody else's design and, and roll with that. He's going to need to kind of start fresh somewhere. So somewhere where they need to start fresh is those would be the top candidates on my list. Yeah, I got you. Um, I I like uh, you know I like the Bears. I like the. I mean, 
if I'm Bill, dude, I'm not going to go to the Panthers. It, it's got to be a good front office environment, you know. So I'm not going to go. I'm honestly not going to go to the Panthers. I think it's kind of a toxic front office environment. Dude's got a lot of money, but he just he like has no patience for results. Um, probably wouldn't go to the Cardinals. I I mean the Bears would probably be a good target, honestly, because it's like front office environment's okay. They haven't been good in forever. There's some good working pieces there. Packers actually, Packers would be a great target for Bill Belichick, I think. Mm, I, I kind of do like the Cardinals, actually. I'd throw the Commanders in the mix. Uh, again, again, I don't think that the Packers fit that, what I described at least, like my my version of it. Uh, you're kind of inheriting the Packers' legacy, kind of their scheme. That they don't really change that much. I don't know that that seat is fully open either. Um, but yeah, I, I do think actually like the Cardinals would be a good spot. Give Bill a guy like Kyler Murray to make a decision on maybe, mm-hmm. or just start fresh without him, or... You know, if he likes Kyler, maybe he already wants to come in and keep him. Um, any piece that he could use to build around, I think, would be open. But he's going to build whatever, wherever he goes. Yeah. So uh, if it's the Bears, that that's definitely a scenario I think could happen. Uh, same sort of thing I just said with uh, Kyler also applies to Justin Fields. I think he's more likely to be out on Fields. Uh, but you never know. He does have a knack for, you know, he had one season after he had to make a decision after Tom Brady left. He goes after Cam Newton, so maybe he is actually looking for the more mobile type of guy in this modern hey, NFL. I don't know. I mean, I don't think the Vikings are looking to move on from anybody, but maybe he just goes somewhere and picks up Josh Dobbs if Josh Dobbs doesn't end up with a Vikings job next year. Uh, I like it. Look, you know, the Bill Belichick takes are fun. Uh, we got to move on, though. Let's let's crank through these next one. Casey, the Bills are currently second in the AFC East. They are sitting at 500. Some of those losses include the Jets the Broncos and someone else bad, the giants, not the giants, somebody else who's not good though. Uh, they currently, if the playoffs started today, I know we don't hate, I know we hate to do that, but if the playoffs started today, they wouldn't make the playoffs. We live in a world where the bills, it's a very realistic possibility. We're 10 weeks into the season that the bills don't make the playoffs. Do you think this could happen? How likely do you I think, think it is to happen? Less than 50%. I would say. So I um, don't think it's going to happen. I don't anticipate it happening. I guess we're, it's even a little bit shocking. We're in a world where it wouldn't be all that surprising. Uh, you know, the way that it's sort of worked out, but they're only in that spot basically because of like a tiebreaker more or less. Uh, there's a lot of teams in that same category, that fringe category right now. And even the teams that are uh, penciled in as their division lead right now. I mean, we're talking about their, what a game and a half, I guess, behind the Dolphins. So that's not that crazy. Uh, some of these other division leaders, you know, kind of in that same mix. So there's nobody really that far out and ahead. Just like there's not really that many teams out of the mix already. There's a lot of these teams at five, six wins, and even some with four wins. It's not like I mean, the, the Chargers have four wins. They're a game. They're half a game below 500 because they're four and five. Like that's not a team that's out of the mix. The Broncos, they're four and five. They just beat the Chiefs. And the Bills, are we saying they're out of it? No, they're kind of like rising on a lot of people's things. So this is still too early to tell. Um, yeah, I, I'd still put put it on the under 50% side that the Bills won't make the playoffs. But still, very concerning. They don't absolutely smash lesser opponents. So how far are they going to go in the playoffs if they make it? That's a different story. Um, yeah, I mean, they just don't look good, I think, is yeah. like the main concern I have. is Dysfunctional. Is, is, yeah, they don't have like uh, they're, it's not like they're you know, 
could they still make it for sure? You know, will the AFC North really shake out how it is now? Probably not. Those teams have to play each other more. So, you know, that, that, results in some losses for some teams and some wins for some teams. Uh, my main concern with the Bills is they just don't look very good. Uh, but speaking of playoffs and AFC teams and the AFC North, all right, so our next one up here is the Bengals currently sitting at fourth in the AFC North behind the Ravens, Steelers, and Browns. Fourth mm-hmm. in the AFC North. They do have a winning record, so they are actually looking better than the Bills. If the playoffs started today, it would be four teams from the AFC North. Um do we live in a world where the Bengals do not make the playoffs? Pretty similar category here with the Bills. Uh, I don't know that it matters so much that they're in the North here, divisional stuff. I mean, odds are, I, I guess, I guess technically odds are neither of those teams win their division either. So we're talking about a playoff or a wild card hunt here. So like which teams are really in the wild card hunt? Like I said, there's a ton of teams in the mix, but I think the cream will rise to the top by the end. The Bengals are one of those for sure. They're definitely on an upward trajectory where they started the season super bad. Uh, so I think it's pretty easy to forecast. They're, they're coming around. They're playing Bengals football. They're now over 500. That's huge. Uh, it, there, there's other teams in the in the wild card race that I think are, are worth mentioning and, and could get spots here, uh, even within their division. But I, I wouldn't take a snapshot right now uh, after week 10 and say, wow, they're fourth place in their division. Like, they're probably not making the playoffs. I don't think that's quite how it'll look. This is maybe so the most competitive division. This might yeah. be the most competitive division in football. So who do you think falls then? Because it is incredibly like I don't, I'm not looking at the Browns and thinking that like they don't really belong there. I think right. everybody's looking at the Steelers and saying that, but they just keep winning. You know, they're six and three or they're what are they? Six and three or seven and three? They're six and three. So, I mean, yeah. Who do you think falls? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, the Steelers, I think, fall. I think they're uh, they're propped up a little bit. They're another team just to the eye test. They don't always look that great. So uh, I don't I don't know what teams they've faced on their schedule so far, who they have coming up. But that's a team I would anticipate kind of dropping some closer games. They're just they don't play at that elite level. Uh, whereas like we're seeing like the Browns beat some elite opponents, the Bengals, you know, we know their whole arc already. And the same thing with the Bills. Like, they're all capable of elite performances where I just don't know that I see the Steelers as that elite squad. Not to say it can't happen, but I think the Bills, the Browns, and the Bengals would be my three, uh, you know, odds-on favorites to grab the wild card spots, assuming that the division leaders didn't change up. Right. Um, okay. Speaking of AFC North, right now, uh, we live in a world where, again, playoffs started right now. We would have four teams in from the AFC North and no other AFC wild cards. Could happen. Three teams for three wild cards from the AFC North. What do you think? You just keep going down the middle. Are you just going to keep giving me reasonable takes all day? This is not going to be fun if you do that. Well, that would mean the Steelers beating out everybody. Uh, that's that would I mean the Steelers get in. That would mean the Steelers get in and the Cowboys don't, probably, assuming the Eagles win their division. Uh, opposite conferences, so... Right, sorry, not the Cowboys. It would mean the Steelers get in and no other teams from the AFC don't. West. The Bills don't. No, no, The Chargers don't. The Raiders don't. The uh, Nobody else from the AFC South. Now, I think we kind of all are like, well, AFC South, but that, that's reasonable that they don't get a wild card. Uh, but Texans the Bills are on are pro- the upward trajectory. They're over 500. They look pretty good. I mean, I don't know. They, they- the Bill, I mean, one of the other ones I have here is about the Texans, man. So if I think, you know, if that one were true, then for sure there's no way the Texans don't get into the playoffs. Uh, but 
yeah, I mean, AFC North, three wild cards. Here's how I would put it. Three, calling three wild cards from one division is crazy. I've done it before. I did it in our preseason last year. It's crazy. It's like so hard to happen. But this is probably, if it's ever going to happen, it's like, this is probably it. We're probably the best position for it to happen that we ever will be. Or at least Maybe. that we have been since we started three wild cards for sure. Um. It, yeah so far yeah do we haven't we haven't seen i mean maybe i can't remember where every team was sitting at after uh after 10 weeks necessarily but yeah all teams I, over i'm 100 percent. i'm 100 percent sure of this yeah all right 100 percent sure we don't need to check you don't need to fact check me let's just take it for truth yeah no i mean yeah there's a five percent chance it happens for sure 5%. that's where i fall I think it's got it's it's higher than five percent if we're ten weeks in and sitting at it, but it's not high. Will it happen? Probably not, right? But like, it's it's as high as 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 it's ever going to get. We're pretty deep into the season for us to be in this position. It's like you said though. There's so many divisional matchups that something's got to give, and within those other divisional matchups too, there's another team that has to rise a little bit. They can't all rock paper scissors scissors each other. Um, it's just too unlikely. You know, there's a there's a five win team and every other thing. So have, I don't know. I mean, really what would have to have to happen is they'd have to split games with each other and they'd have to win games against the other divisions. If yeah. They probably happened, all have to end up with the exact same amount of wins. Weirdly. Like it'd have to be something like that. Like the Ravens would have to get in on the losing quite a bit. They couldn't run away. Uh, yeah. It, there's, there's a lot of stuff that would have to happen. I mean, that might be something fun to do is try to make a scenario, make go through it, the schedule, create a world. Yeah. Uh, where where they all where they all do it um, could be another time. But speaking of the AFC South and the Texans, CJ Stroud dotting it up the last two weeks. Now here's one that I'm I'm actually in on the other takes. I'm in on a world where the Patriots finish last. Last the Bills don't make the playoffs, the Bengals don't make the playoffs, and three teams from the AFC North do make the playoffs. That figure that one out. I don't know how that's possible. Three team or four teams from the AFC North make the playoffs, and the Bengals don't. What? How? I don't know. Uh, but I'm in on all of those. All those happen in John's world. This one I am out on, but people are talking about it. So we've got to address it. Yeah. CJ Stroud is in MVP talks amongst the talking heads of the NFL. Could happen. Yeah, it if, could happen. If he stayed on this trajectory, it could, any, it could happen is probably a bad name. If he stayed on this trajectory, anything could happen. happen. It would if happen. He stayed if he stayed on, on this trajectory. I mean, if you keep throwing for like 400 passing yards a game, it's going to yeah. happen. Uh, I don't think he's going to uh, throw for 400 passing yards. That is a game. Uh, but like, I mean, I, I, the whole thing is framed around like, can a rookie do that? Can a rookie win MVP? And I see no reason why that even factors into the equation at all. One time. 1959, I want to say. 1950. Sometime in the 1950s, yeah. Jim Brown. One time. Other than it's unlikely because it's just hard to do like it is for any player by the way like hard to win mvp i mean i I can't imagine you take any sample any large sample of players and say like oh the hit rate on them winning mvp is really good i mean other than like franchise quarterbacks or something uh so the fact that he's a rookie doesn't weigh in to me at all he's playing great if he plays if he continues to play this way i mean i think this is actually a year where it's super viable we're we're talking about like non-quarterbacks potentially having a shot a legitimate shot maybe for the first time the way like CMC started and uh, like Tyreek Hill started out the season. Those guys were, I mean, in the top five odds, I want to say for winning MVP because no quarterback really stepped up 
and just took a hold of that that one spot. Even the one who seemed like they might have been the unlikeliest of candidates, Kirk Cousins, was dominating stats in all yeah. passing categories. It felt like then he goes down for season-ending injury. So who's really taking a hold of this situation? It it is kind of CJ Stroud by default. Just nobody's projecting this to be how it goes. He's the, the one the like that's like really making a run at it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's sort of like a have to knock out the champ situation. Like the MVP is probably Pat Mahomes until it isn't type of thing. Like he gets votes. Even if Pat Mahomes has like an above average season, which he's already had a kind of above average season. If he has an above average season, he's going to get a good number of votes because he's him. Um, so I, th- yeah, I think it's, you know, J- Pat Mahomes, Jalen Hurts is another one. Um, like basically those guys who are already, it's it's a regular season award, but the front runners are basically automatically last season's Super Bowl contenders if they continue to be good this season. Um, He's really so like, not though, honestly. With my yeah, homes. who who are the front runners currently? Jalen well, Hurts I mean, is one. Yeah, just like really quick on Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes is not playing as good as he did last season or the season before that. Really, as far as the stats are concerned. I mean, he, his touchdown to interception ratio is 17 to eight right now. I think that's the worst it's ever been in his career mm-hmm. at any point in any season, probably. Uh, I mean, I don't know that for sure, but it's definitely so let, worse. So then he has to have an average season or he can have a below average season because he's still the favorite to win MVP. Yeah. And I think that speaks more to like nobody has stood out as a particular candidate. Right. Again, that's why we talked about the non quarterbacks. That's not something that floats around every year, especially not as deep as we were talking about it as recently mm-hmm. as a couple of weeks ago. Which uh, I'm not looking at the current odds right now. Do you? Are you looking at something right now that the shows? Yeah, the I just odds? pulled. I just pulled him up. Mahomes is at plus two seventy. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Where do we have Jaylen. like the the like CMCs and the Tyree kills? Who Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts are next? I I closed it, but I can pull it back mm-hmm. up. Um, yeah, Lamar and 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 Jalen Hurts. They're they're going to be guys that you talk about for sure. I mean, Jalen Hurts is going to have so many. Like they're they're propped up by the rushing quite a bit uh Jalen Hurts in particular he's going to get a lot of like clutch rushing plays that just means a lot he converts a lot of third downs converts a lot of touchdowns for them just falling forward for a yard or two um not taking anything away from that play but we know why there's so much production there it's yeah it's Mahomes Hurts to uh Lamar those are and then that ends like anybody who's under plus 1000 uh Mm -hmm. CMC is the first non-quarterback He's pretty far down. He's below CJ Stroud, below Brock Purdy, below Joe Burrow, below Josh Allen, below Jared Goff, below Dak Prescott, below Trevor Lawrence. He's at plus 2,000. Oh, no, he's not below those guys. This just isn't in order. He's where CJ Stroud and Joe Burrow at are at right now. So he's yeah, at plus that's, 2,000. That's why I, I didn't know that, but that felt right. CJ Stroud represents something similar to like a CMC or a Tyreek Hill. I think Tyreek's fallen off his pace a little bit, but they're those guys who are like, hey, are the usual suspects, the franchise quarterbacks are, are any, like, they have to go earn it still. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Somebody has to do it. It's not just automatically who just does the best out of that. Even though it feels like that, if these other guys continue to show out enough, including CJ Stroud, he's not like, he is technically the franchise quarterback there, but he's a rookie. So it feels weird. Yeah. If any of those guys just break the game a little bit, which they all are borderline doing right now. Mm-hmm. I think there's some novelty that pushes them forward as we get closer to, I mean, if CJ Stroud yeah. hangs on and then has a bad game in the last game of the season, how far is the narrative already pushed by that point? You know what I mean? It's probably almost past the tipping point, regardless of what he does in the last game. And even kind of whatever the stats say, you'll say like 
it's just a legendary season. He he needs to have it. You know, that could happen with any one of those three guys. Mm-hmm. So I would say those three are the only ones who stand a chance besides probably the three that, that you mentioned. Um, anybody else, it would bar, it would take some some crazy magic. But yeah, Mahomes, Hurts, Lamar, whoever can be the most explosive or if none of them, then whoever is the most explosive out of the next three and CJ Stroud, uh, Tyree Kill and CMC. Probably. That's how I see it. Yeah. Uh, OK, next up. Raiders make the playoffs right now. Don't look, but they're sitting on 500. The Raiders, the crappy Raiders, uh, the the Las Vegas poop Raiders. Uh, They are 500 on the season with an interim head coach uh, and they're second in the AFC West. The AFC formerly, the the conference formerly known as the AFC Best. Uh, They could make the playoffs, right? Now, if all this other stuff was true, if the AFC North shakes out the way it does and all that, then obviously they wouldn't. But... uh, there's a world where the Ra- we live in a world currently where the Raiders Raiders could make the playoffs. It could happen, Casey. What do you think? Likely? Not likely? Over fifty percent or under? Uh, I, I have it as under still. Uh, I mean, we talked about the AFC already. I, the Raiders. I said They'll I find a way. They'll find a think, way to screw it up. Yeah, I already talked about how I think the wild card would shake out. Uh, kind of given how it looks right now, but even within their division, I think this does start to to play here uh, when we when we go down a, a, a tier. In my opinion. Uh, the Raiders are at risk of even like the Chargers or the Broncos kind of stealing their thunder here, even within their own division. I, I still think it's more likely the Raiders finish last in their division, maybe than make the playoffs right. the way based off the way the Broncos it's, it's more of a less of an indictment of the Raiders and more of a vote of confidence actually in the Broncos, which I can't believe I'm saying right now, but yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Uh, okay. Last up. I agree. I mean, the Raiders, I don't really think they're going to be, I, I, it, to me, it is an indictment of the Raiders. They, I, they'll find a way to Raiders it, you know? They'll, yeah. they'll find a way to Raiders the whole thing up. I do like how the players are trying to rally around the the interim head coach. It seems like he's a real players coach. He was even a part of why uh, Josh McDaniels got fired, kind of a part of the the situation that led to his firing. So mm-hmm. I, I do like that the players have kind of put their, their foot in the ground and kind of... Uh, they like this guy they're trying to support this guy so i would like him to do well enough to be able to at least get a job somewhere maybe next season even if it's not at the raiders hopefully he doesn't i I never like seeing a guy get handed a a crappy team with a bad record and they say hey you go fix it and if he can't he doesn't deserve a job for the next five year cycle because that's kind of the time cycle like head coaching that's the nfl time cycle yeah yeah uh no, I mean, uh, so you're like rooting for the Raiders because you want this guy to have a job. I, I'm not necessarily rooting for the record to be good. I'm just rooting for there to be enough there on like show enough through your coaching that some organization goes, hey, let's give that guy a shot. Because if the players like him, there's probably a reason for that. Yeah, I got you. You like players, coaches. Um, all right. Last up. Yeah. This might be the craziest one to me. Is there a world where the Cowboys do not make the playoffs. I'm specifically looking at the Vikings and Seahawks as teams that could definitely pick up wild cards. Uh, NFC North does seem to be all but locked up by the Lions. The Vikings are making a run, but, assume, but assuming the Lions continue to play decently well, uh, they, could, they could lock that up. Uh, a- NFC East, let's assume the Eagles continue to play decently well. They could lock that up. That puts the Cowboys in second and looking for a, play, a wild card spot. In the NFC West, there is a fall off to the Rams and Cardinals, but the Seahawks are currently sitting at the same record as the Cowboys. Uh, Vikings a little bit below. They've had one extra game. So, yeah, there's three wild card spots. 
obviously there's like, you know, somebody else would have to get in there. And we're probably talking about either the Falcons or the Bucks. Likelihood, in your opinion, you're the Cowboys hater here. Create the narrative. What's the narrative by which the Cowboys don't make the playback playoffs? Man, I am going to try my best here. I, I see where you're coming from with the Bucks and the Falcons. It would have to be one Ooh. of them. I don't see it being the Packers or the Bears. I don't even really seeing it be, see it being someone else from the NFC West. Like, are the Cardinals going to make that kind of run? With The Cardinals would have to well, be perfect. And even then, they could be perfect, and still the Cowboys could end up better than them, you know? Let me try to give this hot take then, because that, that might be the easiest way it happens. But we're overlooking a team who isn't that great, uh, but it might mathematically make the most sense that the team that would have to emerge would be the commanders within their own division. Yeah, and maybe they actually them. deal some of those blows. Like if they deal the Cowboys a big loss, that's, that's a full game swing instead of a half game yeah. swing. Right. So that probably is the most likely scenario for the Cowboys missing the playoffs is some, it, I mean, it's not the giants, let's be real. So it's the commanders and the commanders. I mean, you didn't include them with the Buccaneers or the Falcons. The uh, other yeah, I guess I just team. figure it, it's more likely that uh, they, the one of those two teams ends up with a better record than the Cowboys than the than the Commanders actually passing the Cowboys when they're what two or three games back right now. And it could be, but this is and, and I mean both divisions. I think the recipe you need to look for here, which kind of fits most of the the divisions here, but you need kind of a punching bag team in the division. Because you're going to get those matchups again. Not looking at any one team's particular schedule here, but assuming all the right. division mates probably have at least one matchup against each other, or thereabouts. Uh, you know, the Panthers being there for the NFC South—that's huge for the Bucks or the Falcons to try to make a run. That they'll be able to kind of hopefully just run right through them. Uh, but the problem with the NFC South is I could see them kind of being that team that does rock paper scissors, scissors each other too much, and nobody really emerges with just a good enough record. I, I that one feels like a you got to win the division to make the playoffs kind of division to me. Uh, yeah. Even though they look kind of balanced right now. I don't know that we'll be saying that at the end of the season. Uh, I mean, some I... teams have to emerge uh, to, to your point on the Vikings and lions though, the Vikings, I would not count out of the division lead. I mean, they're on a five game win streak right now. And Josh Dobbs is giving us quarterback play that, I mean, I don't know that you miss Kirk cousins all that much, even his high flying, like, well, I mean, it's going to hinge on the numbers. two. They still play the Lions twice. It's going to hinge on those two games. Um, whoever the, those, that's probably going to be who wins the division. Division is who wins those games. And if they split them, yeah, it'd probably end up being the Lions, assuming the Lions don't like. But I think you were counting them in either way, right? You you got to figure they're both getting playoff spots. I think that's a, in, that's in a order to figure team. that the Cowboys won't. Then you got to figure both of them will for sure. Yeah, and I would draw that up that way right now, the Lions and the Vikings. Um, and then, yeah, the 49ers and Seahawks, I think they're going. They're both franchises that don't typically drop the ball on this like this back half when you're in the right spot. You're in striking distance. Good teams finish, even if they don't perform great in the playoffs. Uh, mm -hmm. The Niners and the Seahawks, no matter what we think happens every year, the roster turnover they have, these have been the best teams. I mean, barring like the one year the Rams were – uh, Super Bowl winners. Right. Um, you know, the 49ers and Seahawks have been the better two teams in this division for the better half of the last two decades, almost. It seems like. I mean, maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm discounting a little bit of some of those other teams in there, but for a long time, they've been dominating here. So they're right. in. So it's just like, it's really what you said right now. I would even have the Cowboys as borderline the, the seven seed, the last seed going into the playoffs. They're right in the mix there with, with whoever, you know, doesn't win their divisions. 
because uh, I think the Eagles are definitely going to run away with this one. Um, so yeah, at, I it really makes the most sense to me. The Commanders get in there. They also have a punching bag in the Giants. So that sh- I don't know how many times they play the Giants again, but those should be wins anytime the Commanders play them. Commanders, that type of team too, man. They can just throw the ball a million times a game. Crazy comebacks can happen. Uh, this is a team that I wouldn't. I would say the Commanders are the biggest threat to the Cowboys. I'm gonna stick on that. On that I train. Like it. Otherwise, I like the Bucks call too, but I just ultimately think that I like them. I want. It's hard to believe in the Bucks. It's hard to believe in the Bucks or the Commanders, honestly. And so, yeah, honestly, the Cowboys probably get in. Uh, you I would know, prefer either team in. Either either one would be great. Yeah, but uh, it, it's tough. It's they make it tough for those two teams. Make it real hard to believe in them. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. All right. So that's that segment that that was called. Uh, it could happen. I didn't like the name. Could I think happen. it should because anything could happen. It could happen. Um, for everybody in playback, I uh, appreciate you guys hanging out. We, that segment went a little longer than I hoped we will do probably, I'm going to do two spins. Cause we're going to go basketball right after this. I'm, I'm calling a quick audible Casey. We're going to stay in this room for basketball. Uh, but here's what you guys can do to get an extra spot on the wheel today for a spin is you can go, if you're not already join our football room. So triple cross football, I have it pulled up on my phone here. You can go join our football room. Um, I'll link it up right here. And this goes for anybody who is uh, listening or watching on YouTube afterwards. Um, join us on playback. Just join our community because then you'll get notifications. I just linked it up right there. So go join that room, like join the community. If you've already joined, anybody who's joined, we'll just, that's here today, we'll get an extra spot on the wheel. So even if you've already joined in the past, I don't know, I don't think we're going to do that forever. Uh, but even if you've already joined in the past, you'll get an extra spot on the wheel. So being in that room or being a, a member of that room is worth two spots. Uh, all right, Casey, we're going to run through this other segment really quick and then we're going to kick picks to Friday if we have to, or if we uh, sprint through this fast enough, then we'll sprint through. Uh, picks as well we'll at least get the thursday game pick in though um next one is is he him sure all right so cj stroud we talked about him already is cj stroud him uh is tyrese maxi him this is a crossover segment we're talking about football and basketball do i have to pick one or the other no 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 we're gonna go through each of them I'm going to go through okay. each of them. You're just going to, you're going to the ultimate decider here. You don't even, you know, if you don't want to let me convince you, you don't have to. Uh, if you want to kick to me for a tiebreaker, if you're on the fence, you can, but you're it's the ultimate weight decider. on my shoulders though, you know? Yes. And, and the definition of him, I Googled it earlier, is uh, someone with supreme and utter confidence. A person who, I don't know, I, 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 Lord Google is not up on my computer right now, but it's like somebody with that big dick energy, basically. That's what mm-hmm. it means to be him. So uh, I think that it's more about swag than it is about being really good. But, but what we're doing here is Casey criteria, all right? Yeah, I think there's it's a clutch Casey element criteria. that comes to mind for there's, sure when I say him. Sure. It's, yeah. yeah, he's like, do who do I want? Ball in hand with the game on the line, you know? That's exactly it. All right, so let's kick it off with C.J. Stroud. Two weeks leading passing yards. He's got a dub over the Bengals. Texans have a winning record. They might make the playoffs. He's getting better every week. Is it too soon? Is it too soon to call him him? I mean, that's the only thing here. Because in the last, like, if we're getting on the C.J. Stroud bandwagon, you got to look at this guy and be like, he's him. Look at him. This is a rookie? What? He keeps getting better every week? What? They get film on him, and he's still better. 
like it's not like oh teams are adjusted as like no no he keeps getting better like more more good it's not like he's having this regression that's common with rookies but are we ready i mean what has he played nine nfl games is yeah. cj stroud him casey i think for the texans of houston cj stroud is him <laughs> there's no two questions about it yeah, yeah. at all for for house for house texans he's definitely him yeah it's it's the most exciting thing to happen to that franchise since JJ Watt by a mile. And probably even given the importance of the position, probably even more exciting than JJ Watt. If we're being honest, Um, there's just a smaller sample size, right? So if he keeps this up, which again, that's a big if, but I kind of expect him to more or less. Uh, I think this guy's going to have a great, great career, which is the criteria for him. Nobody's saying he has to do anything particular this season. At least that's not my criteria. He doesn't have to go win the Super Bowl to be him this year, you know? Okay. Um, He is him. I mean, they they don't need another, barring hopefully a terrible injury or anything, you know, like that. They're not looking for another quarterback for 10 years. Okay. I mean, that's okay. Yeah, that's, that's good criteria. Does that, I mean... That's on the scale of the Texans. If somebody's him within a team, to you, are they still like, is there like, is there levels to be in him? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, he's a team him, but like on like, on like the most difficult bell curve, he's not really him. I kind of like the view that everybody, every team has a him. Has a guy. But okay. I kind of get what you're saying. It kind of, it I feels mean, like, like do the Panthers, do the Panthers get to have a guy? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, if you're that bad, does it matter how good one guy is? I don't want it to run too far into the same like superstar argument that we have, but maybe not every team has him, you know, if they're just completely in shambles. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think most teams that look like actual professional teams out there, they have a guy like they okay, get to have a guy. Yeah. A guy who has at least won the game for them. Right. That's I think kind of the yeah. level is like, do the Panthers have a guy who've won the game for them this season? Maybe the Panthers don't have, <laughs> I mean, they've got him. one win. They got one win. Who did that? Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen is him. Adam Thielen is the closest thing to him on the Panthers. That's, that's for sure. I'm going to just throw this out there right now. Adam Thielen is not him. Like that's, that's that, that him, was kind of the, that's, that's why good. I kind of, I like where, where you came from. Not every yeah. team, maybe, but I don't know that a team could have more than one either. So I do think right. it's team by team basis. Okay. All right. Uh, next up Tyrese Maxey. Since James Harden left, this the Sixers, the 76ers. Tyrese Maxey. I was confused has, which Sixers you were talking about until you said that. Yeah, the Sixers of of uh of floor hockey, obviously. Uh since since James Harden left the Philadelphia 76ers of the National Basketball Association, Tyrese Maxey has put up 28 points, eight assists, and he has shot 43% from the three-point line on a lot of attempts, on like three or four attempts a night. Um, and he has had three games where he had over 10 assists. Most notably, he's got a 50-burger. He's got a 50-point game. He is the first point guard, first 76ers point guard to do that since Allen Iverson in 2005. It's a big deal. Sixers are currently 8-1. and one. They're leading the East. That's the, that's the conference with the Boston Celtics in it, in case you couldn't, in case you sure. didn't remember it. Yeah. Is this, is this sustainable? I mean, the questions here are, is this really sustainable? Is he really, like, is he that guy? Is he a killer? You know, is he that guy who, like, give him the ball for the last shot. I mean, they've got Joel Embiid. So how often is he going to be that guy who's taking the last shot? But let's say Joel's doubled. Is, is Tyrese the guy that you're like, yes, give him the ball for the last shot. He's a killer. Those would be the, those would be the criticisms, but you're a Tyrese Maxey guy. I know you're, I know you're here for any Tyrese Maxey is him narratives. 
is in, but there's already a him on the Sixers. Yeah, bro. Is Tyrese Maxey him? How can Tyrese Maxey be him on the 76ers when their him is already there? And Tobias Harris. When you Tobias Harris is clearly him. Tobias Harris is him. All right. Next thing. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa. (laughs) I think that's it on Maxey, right? He's not him, right? I mean, I wasn't 100% serious, but that is kind of where I land. Too soon to call. Too soon to to pronounce him King Maxey. I agree. I agree. I like love that he's stepping up. Love that he's passing more in James Harden's absence. He's on his path to himdom, but he's not him. Yeah. Uh, He's on his path to himdom. I like it. Uh, Okay. Next up, Tua Tagovailoa. Career stats for Tua, very well above average. He's got a 70-point game. Not a lot of quarterbacks have a 70-point game. He's leading the AFC East. That's the the conference with the Bills in it, in case you forgot. Uh, However, he's got no playoff games. He's still only played 45 games. Is Tua him? Tua is not him. Tua is. You have a one him per per team rule, so that yeah, that's kind so of that a crazy rule because like, pretty are we saying like both Dame and Giannis couldn't be him because they're on the same team? That's crazy. I think we know who who's him in that equation. Who? Who? I mean, based off this so far this season, it's Giannis. Okay, but what if they? I mean, what if Dame's? What if they both end with thirty three points a game? For the season, yeah, I'm not That's saying very it can't realistic. Fluctuate, it can't, uh, but like especially in basketball with fewer guys on the field, I'm not going to say, well, they can have two hymns. No, and the, the Lakers, the Lakers can only have. Oh, so you're saying like game to game, it can change who's him? Not necessarily game to game. It's like a crown, but it could be earned. It could be transferred throughout the season. Yeah, maybe maybe I mean, a time. The Lakers, maybe the Lakers kind of have two hymns as well. I don't think it fluctuates game to game. The Clippers I think it have fluctuates season to season. The Clippers have three to four hymns. I don't know if the Clippers have a him. Honestly, I have a single him. I think if it's one of those things. What's the what's the saying? If you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. It's kind of like that. Yeah, running a two quarterback system over there. So you right. got four hims. You got zero so, hims. So because of Tyreek Hill, Tua Tagovailoa, not him. Uh, more or less. Mostly, just he's not ever going to be that guy on his team. He's not. He, he's involved with why they win for sure, and he's mm-hmm. the piece they need. They don't need anybody else. He should also be hopefully barring injury, the quarterback for his team for the next 10 years, but it's not going to be the same kind of, he doesn't make Tyree kill who he is. Tyree kill makes Tua who he is. Got you. All right. Next and, up. And Jalen. Well, there's a lot of guys moving back. I mean, we talked about the NBA a lot during that NFL one of Tua, but okay. Uh, next up, Anthony Edwards. This is an interesting one for your one him per team rule. Uh, Anthony mm-hmm. Edwards currently scoring, currently putting up 28, six and five, Points, assists, rebounds, 36% from the three-point line. And he's got that, he's got that BDE. The T-Wolves have the best defense in the West. They're certain they're sitting in third in the rest with a seven and two record. Now, Anthony Edwards, certainly part of the defense, definitely not the defensive anchor by any means. That would be like McDaniels and uh and Rudy for sure. Uh, but he's got that energy. Draymond Green fouled him hard the other night in their game against the Warriors. Draymond, of course, talking says, What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do about it? Anthony Edward goes, no, nobody's worried about you. And then he gave him 33 points. Uh, he's still young. He's just taken over. As the, we don't even know if he's the him on his team. The one him per team rule definitely uh, hinders Ant-Man. But yeah. what do you say? Anthony Edwards, is he him? This one might be the toughest one He's so never far. won a playoff series. That's That would be another knock on him. I can recognize my bias here. Uh, and and yeah. it's actually biased for like, it's a bias against big men trying to do not big men things. Uh, and it's, <laughs> yeah, just, you don't like cat shooting the ball. I get it. I don't like cat that much. I recognize he's probably, he might be the most talented. He might be the most himish on his team, but 
I would prefer to give the crown to Edwards. I just realized it's probably a bit of a hot take, but I'm down with it. I think, I think he is the best guy on his team. And I think on my point of transferring throughout the season, if Anthony Edwards isn't there yet by season's end, I think he will be. Okay. Like you said, he's still young. He's still, uh, this season could be the mountaintop. Ant-Man is him. Uh, according to you, if I'm, if I'm weighing in on that, I'm saying Ant-Man, ha- he's good. And I do think he is the higher ceiling player on that team. Of He's the highest ceiling player on that team. He currently is in a phase and this might, I don't know if this will go on forever or not. He will shoot you right out of a game. And that is frustrating. Well, what, um, but what could be more himish than that? That's yeah, literally, I mean, give, look, give the guy your, I guess that is, is Jordan pool him. Like that's what are we him. talking I mean, about here? <laughs> he wasn't with the warriors. That's for damn sure. Uh, but you know, that utilization has a big part be, of it. Can you be him if you've only got like one win in 10 games, you know, like, I don't, I don't know, you know, one, one shot what? left, you know, you get, you got to drop one play, put your best shooter in the position to make the game winning basket. Who's it going to be? I mean, on this team, it should be Edwards, right? On, on the Timberwolves, be- it, it's probably going to be Edwards more than it's not just because he can create for himself a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, all right, moving on next up, going back to the NFL for a couple here. Uh, we got Josh Allen. No question, right? Absolutely him. He's got the wins. He's got the deep playoff runs. He's a perpetual top five QB. He is in very real danger of missing the playoffs. He does have a loss to the Broncos and the Jets and another bad team that I can't remember off the top of my head. Can you, dis- can you, can you, dis- can you like fall from him dumb and, and can your team be without a him? So this is, this is definitely where it changes from our definition of the superstar argument. Uh, whereas I kind of believe once a superstar, always a superstar. It's kind of a, uh, a status you achieve, and then it's kind of a moniker you have for the rest of your career, even if you're a shade of your former self. But being him is oh, not... Oh, it's the Patriots, you... by the way. They lost to the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, that's it's gross, right? Yeah. Uh, being him, I don't see as that at all. Again, once you're no longer the guy who that team wants the ball in the hands of, with the game on the line, you're not him anymore. And I think Josh Allen is, is basically the cat of his team where I I say now, right now he probably is, but he is in serious danger of by seasons and no longer being that guy. And it's largely dependent on his connection with Stefan Diggs, which is just so concerning if you're Josh Allen, because like any diva receiver, which Stefan Diggs definitely qualifies. That's, that's dicey. It's dicey if he works yeah. out. I don't really think he could be supplanted by Diggs, but his fate is just too intertwined. If they can't figure it out and, and really get it going, I mean, we're looking at who like a rebuild. Who does he go to every time? Great. It's who do we go to? Who does he go to every time? It's third and eight. Like it's got to. Well, Stephon Diggs has Diggs. to. He has to have like. I mean, if you're watching, I'm I'm just using the eye test here. I don't know the numbers. Diggs has to have like what a I don't know what you call it in the NFL, but seventy five percent of the usage or targets or whatever on third yeah. and long, like like Josh Allen almost won't throw to anybody else uh, on those like third and long. We need a first down situations. He's either running it or he's throwing it to Diggs. Um, so like really, who does Josh like? Yeah, you might want it in the hands of Josh, but Josh Allen wants it in the hands of Diggs, right? There's uh, a little I, bit of NFL marketing at play too, where definitely Josh Allen is propped up to be him, where maybe he never really was, and it was Stephon Diggs, more or less. Maybe now we're kind of seeing that maybe happen. It's always and, been Diggs. Yeah. And with a new quarterback, maybe it's more clear that it obviously still would be Diggs. 
you know, if Josh Dobbs would have gone to Buffalo because Allen got hurt, <laughs> same situation as Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And if if he was showing out the same way, we'd be like, oh, it give was on Diggs all along. Who was give me the final word, Casey. Is Josh Allen him or not? As of Josh right now, Allen is he's wearing the crown right now. Same way Cat is. I guess I kind of anticipate he'll lose it's it. It's very, it's very. I think he's like, going to lose it. Yeah, we got a like a we got a four kings or whatever situation going on here where it's there's like, a the chance going really into twenty twenty four when Jan one hits that Josh Allen isn't him. Okay, next up, a one George Pickens only two years into the league. He's a young fella. Uh, he's wide receiver one on the Steelers. Steelers are six and three. Here's the thing: normally I would say the Steelers don't need a him. They're not good, but they're six and three. All right, like at this point. They would have to like really shit the bed to not finish 500. So I think we got to give them a him. And to me, who is it? Is it George Pickens? Is it a defensive player? Is this sustainable for him? Is is it too early to call him him? What do you think, George Pickens? Is he him? I like the pick, especially for offense. I don't. I don't. I think wouldn't. I dude. I I put Kenny Pickett up there, and I'm like, there's no, I, there's just there's no, no way. There's no way. Like he's just there's not, no chance. He's not uh, that guy. The the biggest risk to him is Deontay Johnson, who you you could say like that they're they're kind of a, a duo, a lot of production out of both of them. Yeah, Pickens does fit the profile a little bit better. He's young, got a super high ceiling, even higher than a great receiver like Deontay, and he makes some huge plays and in ways that are like soul crushing and yeah, and in flashy ways. But it's T.J. Watt, and it always it's always been T.J. Yeah. Watt. On, on the Steelers. He, TJ so is him. you can't have an offensive and a defensive him, only one him, that's it? Uh, I think the Steelers are actually a great representation of clear, so clear, TJ Watt is so far removed from yeah. any other player on the roster that it's an insult to even so like, bring it up. Let, let's bring this, let, let me bring this up because the Niners have an incredible offense and an incredible defense. Do they get to have two hymns because they're so good on both sides of the ball? I don't. I don't like breaking my rule for my team, but I mean, even taking off my like well, bias hat, the Eagle, that's the, Eagles, the best case but, you could have. Yeah, the Eagles maybe could have a, a case too. The Cowboys well, could probably like, have a case, but the Cowboys could have a case, case with CD Lamb and Micah Parsons probably. I don't know if CD is maybe, maybe. I mean, CD's I, I think, breaking records, man. Like, I'd go Micah. I'd go Micah there. Uh, they're another good like the the one that comes to mind is like Mahomes and Kelsey. How are they both not? But like they're on the same side of the ball, even like yeah, I, we haven't really seen either not with the other in a yeah, like meaningful way. So I, I'd say you, like that's Mahomes in the one you laid out. I'd go Parsons. It'd be tough, right? But I'd go Parsons there uh, because I also believe they win more because of their defense than because of their offense. The Niners, mm-hmm. their identity has flipped in recent years. They used to win only because of their or mainly because of their defense. Uh, where I would have said Bosa, reigning DPOY, is him up until CMC makes the roster. And then, yeah. I mean, that's as him as it gets, man. That's as him as it gets. So as much as I want to say they have to. Whatever, dude. George, CMC can't even get a touchdown in 18 games in a row. <laughs> 18 straight games. What a yeah. loser. He can't even break the game. He oh. can't even. He can only tie the all-time touchdowns in a row games record. He can't even break it. He's not even that good. Uh, yeah. No, my my take here is none of those guys are him on the Niners. It's Trent Williams. Trent Williams is him. Um, all right, let's go next. Let's go next. Let's go next. Uh, so George Pickens, yes, him or not him? Not him. TJ Watt. Not him. TJ Watt. Okay. TJ Watt, too far removed. Next up, back to the NBA for one, and then we're, we're going to come back. Donovan Mitchell. 
This is an interesting one because I think a lot of people say automatic, automatic him, right? Yeah. Who am I missing? Who's, 28. Uh, who am I not? I mean, about? with your your criteria, I didn't know what your criteria was going to be, man. You're going one him for team. Yeah, it's probably Donovan Mitchell, but I'm just saying. Well, like, they, they could be himless. The, they could be him. The whole though. scale, right? Yeah. So 28.7 points per game. He shoots. He's currently shooting 36 percent from the three point line. He's averaged 20 points per game or more for his whole career in the regular season. Uh, he has. He's hitting a 45% like field goal percentage on 20 shots a night. So he's high volume, high scoring, and sneaky. People criticize his defense. He's currently tied for second in the league in steals with like Marcus Smart and Shea Gilgis Alexander and someone else. Uh Jalen Suggs, I think. He's in the playoffs every year, but here's where he's not him. This is what the Where's playoff Mitchell? Why does he keep getting spanked by Jalen Brunson? Why does he never get out of the second round? He's sort of like perpetually on the fourth or fifth best team in his division. So it's like, and this is where I think in basketball, I think you can be a little more strict on him. And I think that you can have more, like the Bucks could have two hymns, but you also can't be like, D'Angelo Russell can't be him. You know what I mean? Like he's had some incredible years on bad teams. Jordan Poole can't be him. He's had some incredible, Jordan Poole could be doing really well, but if the Wizards suck, it's like, in basketball, one player can affect the game so much that if your team sucks, you can't really be him. Uh, the Cavs don't suck, mm-hmm. but that they always seem to be sealing that the second round or first round, and they never really get through anything. What's their, what's their record right now? Uh, what are they sitting at? They're like they're at six. At, nope, that's uh, somebody else. I don't know. They're they have a re- winning record, and I think they're at fourth in the East. Or right. Oh, now. I have them at four and six. Oh no, they're yeah, they do have a losing record. Four and seven. Four and six. Oh, four and seven. No. Four and seven. Four and six. Uh, yeah, I think. I don't know. I guess this. I is mean, they like were a... they were fourth or they were fourth or fifth in the East last year. How well? I guess you seem to me more like you. Him is a very recent thing. Like you can't be a him from years. I past. wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I would count res, like past years resume in 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 it. But there's it's not necessarily for a different but it's not team. Heavily yeah. If you've switched teams, I think that's where it, it messes okay. up. So and... so last year was his first year on the Cavs. Right. Right. So based off of how good they are. They might be himless. This is like the best Ooh. case for it, it's not like between two players. It's between is it it it's probably him if anybody, but is it anybody? It's definitely him if anybody. Right, right, exactly. So maybe just out of respect for him, I lean towards probably, but it's a similar thing. He's got to like prove they deserve like they deserve anybody with that title on the team. Uh, he is pretty yeah. quick. I, tr- I trust six is, the- that's not a good record. I trust him with the game on the line, and I tr- like. I think, I think he's, uh, I think he gets the him title, but they've got yeah. They do have to get into a position where they're like playoff a playoff team. John, if you're tenth the... in the East, like you're not you don't you're himless. If you're and I got him, if you're past, I got him as eleventh. If you're past eleventh, yeah. If you're if you're not even in the playoff play in, then you're himless. Do the Knicks have a him? Uh, Jalen would be him if they have one. I think if they think it's Similar. Julius, I don't think there's a single Knicks fan in the world who watches basketball who thinks right. Julius Randle is him. No, uh, Julius unless Randall they're blind, points. they might like if they're blind, but if they're listening to basketball, if they're blind and deaf, then maybe I guess. Yeah, I mean, all these teams kind of in the middle here. I don't know if any of them have hymns. I mean, I that's maybe my, even I'd in go basketball, higher. I make it a little bit more like you don't like Larry Markinen, best player on the Jazz for sure, but the Jazz are himless. Like he's not really that him ish. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it's just looking at the East, even. I mean, is Trey Young even? I mean, I know that the franchise wants him to be him, but is yeah. he? 
That's yeah, where well, the line I, starts. I, in- I mean, I think it, I think that part of it. So like another guy I had in here to, to like bring home this Donovan Mitchell point, another guy I had in here who would be juxtaposed to Donovan is Tyrese Halliburton. I just know you have too much Tyrese Halliburton bias. So I didn't yeah. put him in here, but like, uh, Tyrese having a great season this year, Pacers having a great season. I think he's like 24 points, 12 assists a night, like really good. Uh, Pacers having yeah. a great season this year, but Pacers has never been in. The, he's never Tyrese has never made the playoffs. He's not made the playoffs once. Yeah, he's Donovan too. Do, Donovan's made the playoffs every single year, and he came in as a rookie to a team that was like that just lost its best player and brought him to the playoffs and brought him through a round. So like, like the resume, I think that's the, that's like the flipped version, right? Like Tyrese having a good season in this like very short like NF NBA window, uh, whereas Donovan has the resume for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think Tyrese is clearly like if the season were over today and everything were extrapolated yeah. equally to how it's gone so far, he's him, obviously. And I think we're still talking about whether Don is, and he's probably not in that scenario if the same thing is true, right? And like, I guess that's where my line is. I just said like the Hawks. I'm not sure. I think him. I think you have that's to. Where I, the, I, I think you have to extrapolate out what you think will happen a little bit as well. You know, for sure. First, no, I, I, of course. I'm just saying, like, for instance, like this is kind of my my thoughts on it. Like, I, I think there's only five teams in the East who I think automatically for sure have a him. They deserve mm-hmm. one. And it's a matter of who is it. Yeah. I mean, the West is probably similar. I think fewer teams. I, I think I'm pretty stingy with the him title. It's a little bit less than superstar where I'm like, eh, there might be two superstars on 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 a few teams even. And once mm-hmm. a superstar, always a superstar. Him you think doesn't there's apply to fewer hymns. You think there's oh, fewer yeah. hymns than superstars, but not yeah. in the NFL, you don't think that um no i think i still am it's similar it's closer okay. to the same number in the nfl I okay think. all right yeah but it's yeah, still because there's, there's two sides of the ball i get it right uh, well because like, like like i said T- tyree kill in the nfl could be a superstar along with jalen waddle they're not both him they're not both getting the ball on third and long or something all right here's what we're gonna do we're gonna wrap this up with with one more guy and we are on the time for our NBA show. So we're going to wrap this. We're going to get picks in. Uh, we're going to pick, we're just going to privately get picks in for Thursday. We're going to get picks in on Friday. I'm going to put on like a five minute timer to break so that I can text the NBA list. Uh, and then we're going to come back with some more NBA content and we're going to do all of our spins at the end. So sorry if you're just an NFL fan and, and you don't want to sit through NBA. Uh, we're going to do all of our spins at the end. We're trying to be a little bit more on time here. Um, Last one, Josh Dobbs. Is he him? I mean, why not? Why not Josh Dobbs be him? Uh, I don't. I don't really believe that. But I'd love to see that actually happen. I'd love to see that be the case. I think he's deserving of it. I think you have to go with a full like extrapolate. Extrapolate out. You know, is yeah. the pastor not the guy? You know, I don't know. I'll say this: if Josh Dobbs can do enough to be the guy going forward, there. I don't, I mean, Justin Jefferson, I, I can't, uh, it's Justin Jefferson. Sure. But yeah. Josh Dobbs. Okay. Here's how Josh Dobbs is him starting next season for anybody. This is the only real way he just plays yeah. great enough for another team. Like let's say the Patriots, some team in quarterback trouble who needs a quarterback. They get a guy like Josh Dobbs and they go, you're him. Like do what you've done for your entire do career. All, do that thing. backyard bullshit and yeah. win us a ton of games. I mean, he deserves to be him. He's just a victim of a circumstance right now, but yep, he's just, that's all. I I can't believe how much Josh Dobbs has had to prove in this league. He needs a starting spot next year. Yeah, 
all right, Casey, I appreciate it. Football episode. That's a wrap on that. We are going to get into our wheel spin winners uh, in the basketball episode. We're just going to stay right here. So I'm going to throw on a five minute timer. You guys need to go take a break, go to the bathroom, whatever. I'm going to throw on a five minute timer. Uh, I'm going to text our, our, our other uh, list or our basketball like uh, popcorn subscribers. Ready. And, uh, and that's how we are going to do things. If you are listening to this on audio, if this is a separate, uh, episode, I don't know how we shake these out all the time, but if this is a separate episode, if you're listening to this on audio, uh, please subscribe to this channel, um, or subscribe to this podcast, leave us a review, a rating. Um, I could do a thing if, uh, how about this for every 10 ratings we get on the audio apps, like Spotify or Apple or whatever. I'll do a give. I'll give a random person who's given us a, a review. Sorry, every ten reviews we have, for every, uh, I'll give a random person who's given us a review a gift card. I'll just pick a review and give them a gift card uh, at random. So yeah, do that because I'll give you stuff if you do. Uh, mm. If you are on YouTube watching this, uh, please like the video. Please subscribe to the channel. Hit please hit the bell icon. Casey, anything more to say to the people before we go? Get your popcorn ready, baby. We'll see you. <laughs>